Want to improve your leadership skills, achieve your business goals, or grow your ministry? Marketplace Ministry Coaching can help. I have helped countless kingdom-minded entrepreneurs and ministry professionals to unlock their full potential and achieve their goals. Sign up for coaching now and take the first step towards success. Visit MarketplaceMinistryPodcast.com slash coaching to learn more. You're listening to Marketplace Ministry, a podcast for kingdom-minded entrepreneurs that examines business through a biblical lens. Your business is a calling, and when done well, brings glory and honor to God. Let's get into the show. This is Marketplace Ministry, a podcast that edifies and encourages kingdom-minded entrepreneurs to glorify God in the marketplace. My name is Jason Smith, and on today's show, we're going to talk about setting goals for 2023. In Proverbs 16.9, it says, A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. At this time of year, we're all thinking about what we want to do to make our lives better in the next year. And not just our lives, but also in our businesses. I don't know if you can sense it, but I certainly can sense that God is up to something, that he's doing something, he's moving in the spirit, and he's positioning us to move into this next year to reclaim more ground for Jesus. And if you want to be a part of that wave, it's time to set goals that will put you on the path of fulfilling everything that God has called you to do in 2023. Goals are merely targets that we are trying to hit. And Zig Ziglar once said that if you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time. So you can go through this next year and you can keep going through the motions, keep doing the same thing that you've always been doing. But if you keep doing the same thing over and over and you keep expecting a different result, that's the definition of insanity. Instead, we need to look back, and we're just looking back, taking stock of what we did in the last year, what went right, what went wrong, doing an AAR on our year, if you will, and we need to make a few decisions. We need to think about things we need to start doing. We need to think about things we need to stop doing. We need to think about things that we need to be doing more of. You know, these are the positive things that we're already doing, but we need to do more of it. And we also need to be thinking of the things that we need to do less of. You know, when I pose these questions to myself the other day after listening to Jim Quick's Quick Brain podcast, I immediately started thinking of the things I need to do more and less of. Number one thing that I need to do less of is I need to stop being distracted by social media. You know, it's one thing to go to work during the day, but then to come home and then to unplug from everything by scrolling Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and LinkedIn. And pretty soon, before you know it, you have entered into a vortex that is just a time suck. It is taking everything, all of your time and attention away from you, away from what God's called you to do. To do what? To veg out to be amused. I love the way that Rabbi Daniel Lappin puts it. Whenever you see the word, the letter A in front of a word, it negates what that word is. So the word muse means to think, and therefore amuse means to not think. If you're spending all of your time on television, the news, social media, 
then you are not spending any time thinking. You're letting other people do all the thinking for you. Now, I'm not, I'm not speaking this at you. I'm speaking to myself right now. This is everything that I need to deal with, and I need to do less of that in my life. If there's a few of you out there that need to do the same thing, then I'm on board with you, and I'm saying let's partner together and let's squash this thing that keeps taking all of our time and attention away from what really matters. So that's one thing I need to do less of. One thing I need to do more of, I'm a coach. So as I'm developing and I'm practicing my, my coaching skills and abilities, one thing I need to do is I need to have more conversations. I need more opportunities to have conversations with people to encourage and edify them and to help them solve their problems and troubleshoot where they're going, to help direct them in the way that they should go. I need to have more conversations like that. And so that's one thing that I'm going to be looking forward to doing in 2023 is having more conversations that will help people find the path of God in their life. What are some things that I need to stop doing? Well, it's hard to say, really. I've I've taken a lot of things out of my life in the last couple of years. It's hard to really pinpoint any one thing that I need to stop doing. I would say that I need to stop worrying, and we all need to do that. Jesus said that by worrying, can any of you add a cubit to your stature? Or in other words, are you able to extend your life by worrying? No, you cannot. In fact, worrying is a destructive meditation that causes you to build up more stress in your body. And that stress, as it builds up, it affects your physiology. It, it can cause sickness in your body. It can even shorten your life. So if there is one thing I need to stop doing, it's to stop worrying. Some other things that come to mind right now is I need to stop controlling everything. You know, there's times that I, as a parent, I want things to go a certain way and my kids do things completely different and it can be frustrating. The same thing can be said in, in your business. You have employees that are doing things and you don't understand why they're doing them and it doesn't make any sense to you and it's so frustrating because if they just do it the way that you told them how to do it, it would be so much easier, right? Well, there's something to be said about being a leader. As you're a leader, you give up your control. You let things go and you trust people to do what they can do. And, you know, sometimes they do things better than you. You know, I used to complain a lot that, that I have to constantly make my kids beds every day. I mean, really, they, they should know how to do this by, by this age. I've got a five and a seven-year-old, and they have a tendency to go into their bedrooms. And the seven-year-old, because he has autism, he has sensory needs, he thinks it's okay to walk all over the beds and to jump on the beds. And in the process of doing that, he completely tears up everything. All of the sheets and the bedding comes off. And every night when it's time to put him to bed, what do I have to do? I have to make the bed. And it's quite frustrating. Well, last night I was making the bed and I, the only reason I had to make make it this time is because one of them had an, an accident in the bed. And so I actually had to put everything back together and, and put the sheets on the bed and everything. So while I'm doing it, a thought entered my mind is like, you know, I, I used to complain about this, but you know, we could reframe this and say, you know, I might not enjoy making the bed every night. 
but at least I have children to make the bed for. And there's some people in the world that it's hard for them to have children. Some don't even have children. Some are longing for children. And here I am complaining about a gift that they only wish they could have. And so I had to reframe that moment and say, you know what? I'm done trying to control everything. I'm done trying to have everything my own way. Instead, I'm just going to trust God. I'm not going to worry. I'm not going to control. I'm just going to let God guide me in the way that I should go. And I'm going to be thankful through the process. I'm going to be thankful that I have been blessed with children. I'm going to be thankful that I have a job, right? And so these are the attitudes I want to foster going forward and the attitudes I want to stop. I don't want to worry and I don't want to be a control freak. I want to be exactly who God's called me to be. So those are the things I'd like to stop. What do I need to start doing? Wow, that's a powerful question. There's a lot of things that I have in my goals that I want to do that I haven't done yet. This year, I would love to write a book. I've had it on my heart to write a book for a couple of years now, and there's a few different topics that I could write about. You know, we had the Discover Your Business Idea Challenge that came out uh, the first year of Marketplace Ministry, and we did that as a Facebook Live, and we had a few people that were a part of that. From that Discover Your Business Idea Challenge, there was supposed to be a companion course that came after it, and that was the Marketing Foundations course. Now, I've never developed the Marketing Foundations course. I have my notes, I have my outline, but I haven't created the content. I also have 123 Podcasting. This I launched last year as a membership site, and we only had one person sign up. But you know what? I'm thankful for the one person who signed up for 123 Podcasting because it gave me an opportunity to serve another person to the best of my ability with content that I know from being a podcast host and creating podcasts every week or for the last couple of years. And so I took my knowledge and my experience and I packaged it together and I served him to the best of my ability. But what I want to do going forward is I want to repackage 123 Podcasting and I think it would work better as a podcast course versus a membership site. I don't know why I think that. I just feel that in my spirit, that would be the better way to go. And so it makes it makes it easier for people to consume. And if they do want coaching, I can add coaching into that as well. And if they want to be a part of a community, we can do that. But I think packaging it as a course and making it one price, and then if they need extra guidance, they need extra assistance, then I'd be willing to come alongside them and help them through that uh, because they were a member of the course. So that's something I'm thinking about doing that I'm going to start doing um, in the next quarter is actually getting the 123 podcasting course completed, shooting videos, writing scripts, creating a workbook, everything that's necessary to help you to come up with the idea for your podcast and to actually bring that to fruition. And so I'm super excited about that. Those are two things that I want to start doing is writing books, writing courses. And that's that's really where I want to go in the next year. Now there's there's one other question you could ask is what do you want to change? And I think it's pretty clear though by what I've already outlined that I've decided the things I want to change by deciding the things I want to do less of and the things that I want to stop doing altogether. But we need to find a target for where we're headed in 2023. 
And the best way to do that is to set goals. And the best way I have found throughout my life for goal setting is using a SMART goal. The first time I heard about SMART goals, I was in sixth grade. My goodness, that was a long time ago. But that's the first time I heard of a SMART goal. And if you're not familiar with what that is, a SMART goal uses a framework that allows you to evaluate your goals. Are these going to be goals that are something that you'll be able to achieve? And there are five parts of that. It's an acronym, SMART. The S stands for specific. So to have a SMART goal, it has to be specific. You have to get down to the nitty gritty of what is it that you want? What do you want? Define it as clearly as possible that you can. You don't have to have it completely fleshed out. You don't have to know all the details. All you need is to have a direction that you're heading. You know, in the book, Psycho-Cybernetics, he talks about how the brain has a servo mechanism that is a goal-seeking, teleological servo mechanism. And all you need to do in order to get to where you go, where you're wanting to go and to get what you want into life is to have a goal. Once you figure out what your goal is, you commit it to your subconscious mind and you allow the subconscious to make that thing come to pass. It's going to happen. You can dwell on worry, like I mentioned at the start of this program, and all that's going to do is produce more worry and more frustration and more stress in your life. Or on the alternative, you can look forward to growing your business. You could grow it by 10, 15, 20, 50, 100%, whatever it is. Get specific about what you want to do. You want to increase your sales by 20% this quarter. Whatever it is, you determine what goal is specific for you and then your brain already knows it's possible and you're already halfway to achieving your goal. You must be specific. So there's a great example. A lot of people at the beginning of the year, they decide, oh, I'm going to lose weight. I want to get in shape. I want to work out and I want to eat better. They want to get healthy. Those are all good aspirations whenever you're starting a new year, especially after we just come off of Thanksgiving and Christmas. It is a great thing to want to get back in shape. But saying I want to get in shape, that's not a specific goal. It doesn't point you in any direction. It just says, I want to get in shape. So how do we make that more specific? We can say, I want to lose weight. All right, that's, a, that's great. So getting in shape means I want to lose weight, but that's still not quite specific enough. How much weight do you want to lose? This is a great question because it's something I've been thinking about lately as well. You know, in my early life, I was, not, I was not an athlete. I wasn't interested in sports. I did play softball in Boy Scouts when I was a kid. Um, I was also into bowling when I was a kid, but I didn't play any contact sports or anything like that. I did want to go out for basketball once, but I didn't make the, make the team. So there's a lot of things that I wanted to do, but band was really my thing. And so band is what I did. When I got into the military, that's when I started having to do exercise and physical stuff. And to me, as a soldier, it was important for me to be at my, my fittest self. And in the Army, they really make you pay attention to your height and your weight. 
and then your PT scores. And so for me, a good solid weight for me would be about 155 pounds. So for me to get back in shape, for me to lose weight, I probably need to take off about 50 pounds to get to my ideal target weight. And so I can do that. You know, another goal I have as far as physical fitness is concerned is that this year I want to run a 5K. Now, in the Army, I used to run PT tests. We used to run two-mile runs all the time. One of my most prized PT tests was when I maxed out my run. That was the hardest thing for me to do, but I eventually maxed out my run. I think I ran two miles in under 12 minutes. That was my proudest moment. It happened in January 2004, right before I left Korea to come to the United States. And I was so ecstatic to do that. If I were to go out and try to run two miles in 12 minutes today, it's not going to happen. Why? Because I haven't been maintaining myself physically as a runner, uh, so I wouldn't be able to do that today. But what I do know is if I want to run a 5K, if I want to place in the top three for my age bracket that there's some work I need to do. I already know in my mind, in my heart, what I need to do. I need to focus on building up my core muscles. You know, a lot of people don't think about that. They think that running is all about the legs, but it you feel the majority of what what you're doing when you're running is all in your core. So I'm going to be working on building up my core muscles, building up my leg muscles, building up my, my arms, and just doing cardio as much as I can. This is what I'm going to do in order to get myself in the right shape to be able to start pursuing that goal of running a 5K and placing in the top three for my age group. And that's so important to me that that's going to happen this year. I, I guarantee it's going to happen. And eventually what I want to see this progression be is I want to run a 5K. Then I want to run a 10K. Then I want to do a half marathon. Then I want to do a full marathon. And I know people are like, full marathon, you must be crazy. No, I want to do this. I remember being in Korea and I was a young soldier and there was a major that had just come to our unit and he was in his 40s and he was a PT stud. He was maxing out his PT test. I'm now in my 40s and I bet you I couldn't even catch him because I have not been keeping myself physically fit. That's going to change. My next year, it's going to be the best year ever because not only is it going to be my best year because I'm spiritually invested in making it the best year of my life, but I'm going to be taking care of my body better than I ever have because I want to live a long life should Jesus tarry. But if, if the Lord does come, that's all right. I'm taking care of my temple. I am the temple of the Holy Spirit, and I want to do what's right for my body so that I can be long-lasting, that I can endure. Everything in life has a tendency towards destruction, has a tendency towards breaking down. But I want to do my best to maintain this body so that it doesn't break down sooner than it needs to. And so that's, that's one of my goals, is that I am going to run a 5K this year. I'm going to shed 50 pounds this year. That is my goal. Um, now, let's get into the next part. Goals must be measurable. Measurable, this is where you're able to determine how much you're able to lose. So in my case, if I want to lose 50 pounds in this year, 
uh, that's relatively simple to do. If you do a mathematical calculation, we can just simply go 50 divided by 12. And so I got to shed four pounds a month. And now the, my next question is, is that a realistic goal? Is that attainable? Because that's the next step in this pro process is the A in SMART goals means it's attainable. So my question is, is it attainable to lose 4.16 pounds per month? Yes, it absolutely is. I can remember looking back in my past when, when I was trying to get back into the military, I needed to uh, get my weight down, I needed to eat right, I needed to exercise. And as I was doing that, I lost two pounds in a week. That means I could feasibly lose four pounds in two weeks. That also means Technically speaking, I could lose eight pounds in a month and I could be at my goal in under six months very easily. But I know that it's going to take some time to work up to it because I'm not in the right physical condition. So I've got some work to do on me. But as I start doing it, it's going to get easier and easier. You start working that muscle and that muscle is going to have memory. There's going to be times when it's painful you know, <laughs> no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but it yields a fruit of righteousness in the end. And so I'm going to do this. I'm going to set my goal of losing weight 50 pounds this year, and I know that it's attainable. It's a realistic goal. Now, the next part is R, and the R in a SMART goal is relevant. Is it a relevant goal? Some models use the term realistic, but because I used realism with the attainability part of the A, then I want to use relevant here as the R in SMART goals. So that means, what does it mean that it's relevant? It means it's your goal. You can't expect to perform if somebody else tells you what your goals are. You have to know inside of yourself what you want to accomplish. And when you know and you put your mind to it, you can accomplish everything. Quote, back to the future. Is it relevant to you? It has to be your goal. Don't let it be a goal that your wife said, honey, you're going to do this. Don't let it be that you're putting goals on your kids and saying, hey, kids, you're going to do this. No, you need to work together. And if it's your kids, if it's your team, whatever it is, you need to help them draw out of themselves what they think they're capable of doing. And then the last thing is they must be time bound. Time bound simply means that you're putting a limit on when it's going to happen. So as far as my one, two, three podcasting course goes, I expect to have that ready to relaunch in March of this year. So that means I've got some work to do. I've got some videos I need to create, some scripts I need to write, and I need to get that thing polished and ready to launch in March of this year. The best part about giving yourself a deadline is when you give yourself a deadline, you're more likely to hit it. But let me add in just this thought for you. You could have a SMART goal that's specific, measurable, attainable, relevant to you, and time-bound, and you still could not do it. That means you don't have a drive to do it. You're not driven to do it. You've got to want to do these goals. And if you want it, then it's going to happen. But if you don't want it, it's not going to happen for you. So don't just sit here and write down goals or 
give yourself a New Year's resolution saying that I resolve this year to da-da-da-da-da. Don't do that. We know that the odds of people who have set New Year's resolutions, we know that the odds are not in their favor, that most of them have already gone back on their resolutions by February 1. Okay, I'm giving you a little bit too much grace. By January 3rd, right? Okay, so let's not set resolutions. Let's set goals and let's make them measurable. Don't make a goal so big that it's unattainable for you. Now, there is a book. I think it's good to great. It's been so long. I've read so many things that I can't even remember where this idea came from. I think it's good to great. If it's not good to great, then it is The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. It's one of these two books, either Jim Collins or Duhigg, and they talk about the BHAG. A BHAG is a big, hairy, audacious goal. Now, that's one goal that is going to scare you out of your mind. Like, I don't think I'm going to be able to do this. Now, those do have their place, and they are important. But once you have your big, hairy, audacious goal, that's when you can take it and break it down into smaller, manageable steps. What, what do you need to do today to get you closer to the BHAG that you set for yourself? So, you know what? Dream big. There's a song in, in Christian music that says to dream small. I hate that song. I hate it with a passion. And the reason why is because I feel like it's trying to discourage people from actually going out and living their life, from actually contributing to society. I appreciate the humility in the song. Don't get me wrong. We must be humble. But this idea that we got to dream small, that we got to shoot for the earth instead of shooting for the stars, I think that's terrible advice. I think that what we need to be doing is setting our eyes on the heavens. What does God want for our life? God doesn't want us just to meander around in our life and not do anything. He wants us to make an impact in our communities. And we can't do that if we're just going with the flow of Oh, I got a job. I work 40 hours a week. I put in overtime. I work 50. I work 80 hours. Whatever it is, if you're doing it and everything is just mundane, I'm not condemning you, by the way. This is not a condemnation message. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. If that's you, resolve to change it. You don't have to live locked up going through the motions of life. God has so much more for you. If you would only tap into his unlimited resources, he's already given you everything you need pertaining to life and to glory. You, you've got it. You've got everything you need. Now go out and be his mouthpiece. Rightly divide the word of truth. Be an oracle of God. Bring hope and comfort to those who are in your community. That's what we should be shooting for. But there's so much more because it takes money to preach the gospel. You can't just expect to impact the world by being poor. No, it takes money to get messages out. It takes money to produce podcasts. It, it takes money to do these things. So you, you have to have your faith in being able to dream bigger than you already are. So what is your big, hairy, audacious goal? Maybe it's not that big, but maybe it scares you completely because you're like, oh my goodness, there's no way I could ever do that. I remember when I started Pet Corps Professional Pet Care, my first thought was, yes, I'm gonna be a pooper scooper. And then immediately I was like, you know what else I could do with that? Not only could I have a pooper scooper part of my business, but I could also do pet sitting. And then on top of pet sitting, I could 
make dog food and deliver that to people. Um, I could have a delivery service where I'm actually delivering products and services to pet owners so that they don't have to worry about going out and shopping. Look at Chewy, right? That's what they're doing, right? Okay, so we've got all of these ideas. And then I thought, ooh, I could have a pet taxi service. So for people who can't take their pets to the vet clinic when they need it, or I could just go pick up their pet, take it to the vet, uh, bring it back for them. We're done, right? And so then the sixth thing that I thought I could do with pet core professional pet care was have a doggy daycare, but not just a daycare. I wanted it to be a place that would be like a school for dogs. It would be a training center where dogs could come in and not only would they come in, but they would be able to learn different things. They could learn better behaviors. They could learn skills that would be helpful in the household. And that's what I wanted to do with PetCore. I tell you what, when I finally had all six of those ideas outlined on paper, it scared me. I'm like, there's, I don't know how I'm going to do all this, right? I was like, that is such a big vision. That's too big for me. I'm not going to be able to do all of that. But all I needed to do was start. And so I started with the pooper scooper business. And later on, I added in the pet sitting. And later on, I added in the pet taxi. And later on, I started researching and figuring out how to develop dog food that would be healthy and helpful to a dog's body. And so I was doing all of these things. It just took time to develop that. But it, you probably have one of those goals. What is your big, hairy, audacious goal? Figure that one out. Write it down. You know, that's that brings me to... Habakkuk 2.2, it says, write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he who reads it may run. Your vision, which is your goal for your life, it's the goal that God has put in your heart. You know, God gives us the desires of our heart. This is what God has, is his desires, his desires he put in us. And so there's a dream that is so big that you just think you can't do it. What is it? What is that dream? Write it down. Make it plain. Make it as clear as you can. And then figure out what your goals are to making that happen. You could ask yourself the question, what would have to be true for this to be possible? What do I need to do today that's the first step on that journey? What do I need to do to get there? Sounds simple. And some of you are probably thinking, Jason, that is too simple. That sounds too easy. Well, the truth is it is. But it's also the hardest part because you have to come to grips with yourself and be honest with your feelings and say, yes, this is what I truly want in my life. And this is how I'm going to use my talents to bless the kingdom of God. And you have to lay down your insecurity. Because there's going to be insecurity that comes up and says, I can't do that. You're going to hear voices in your head saying, you are not good enough. You could never do that, right? We all hear those voices. But I want to tell you, you need to silence those voices. Lay down your insecurity, pick up the confidence of God, and march forward. You can do it. So today's message is all about setting goals, and I want to recap real quickly that a SMART goal is specific, it's measurable, it's attainable, it's relevant, and it's time-bound. If you can set a SMART goal, you are more apt to accomplish it. It's not enough to merely write down your goals. You have to keep them in front of you. 
So maybe you carry around a three by five note card with you and you put it in your pocket and you bring it out and you look at it throughout the day. And that reminds you of what your goals are so that you can begin to make progress towards those goals. Chris Hogan says it this way, you can make excuses or you can make progress. So what are you going to do? I would say let's lay down the excuses and let's start making progress. Pastor Terry Linscott says it this way. He says excuses are doorways to failure. So you can have your goals, you can make excuses, and you will be stuck where you are. Or you can say this is what I'm going to accomplish, and with the help of God, it's going to happen. Man, I'm fired up. I can't wait. I think 2023 is going to be the best year ever for a lot of people. And so I just want to pray right now. Father, I thank you, Lord, right now for what you're doing in your people, God. I pray, Father, may you turn their hearts back to you for those who have been wayward and lost, Father. May the prodigals return to you, Father, and may we seek wholeheartedly after your face, God, that we would long to be in your presence, that we would long to hear your voice, that we have ears to hear what you are saying to us and how the Holy Spirit is guiding us throughout our life. And so I thank you, Father, that you are ministering to us in our inner man, that you are showing us the way in which we should go. Father, I am just so thankful for what you're doing in our lives, how you're taking us from glory to glory, how you're building us up on a firm foundation of faith, and you are taking us where you want us to go. So Lord, we surrender today. We ask you to have your way. And Lord, we vow to partner with you and to never turn back, but to always go where you tell us to. We thank you and we praise you today in Jesus' name. I hope this message encourages you today to get serious about your goals, to paint a target of where you're headed in 2023. Make this, the, make this your best year spiritually, and it will be your best year ever. And I do believe that. I really do believe that. So do a couple things for me. Rate this podcast. If you'll do that, wherever you listen, I, if you're listening on Apple iTunes, if you're listening on Google Play, if you're listening on Anchor, if you're listening on Spotify, leave us a rating and leave us a review as well. We'd love to hear what you're thinking about the show and, and how it's impacting your life. So please do that for us. It helps us to get the word out and it helps us to reach more people who are just like you, who need to hear this message, this gospel of Jesus Christ in their lives for their businesses. So if you'll do me that favor and, and share this with people and leave us a review, that would be greatly appreciated. Uh, also, if this particular episode ministered to you in any way, shape, or form, take a screenshot on your phone and post this episode on your Instagram. Put hashtag Marketplace Ministry Podcast, and I will enter you into a drawing to win one of the books that we have in the Marketplace Ministry Bookstore. This week, I'm thinking the best book for you would be E-Myth by Michael Gerber. So if you want to get a copy of the E-Myth by Michael Gerber, hashtag marketplace ministry podcast on instagram leave us in the caption your thoughts of what this episode meant to you and you'll be entered into a drawing to win a copy of michael gerber's the e-myth until next time we call you to prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers thanks for listening to marketplace ministry what did God speak to you about during today's show? Join the conversation using hashtag Marketplace Ministry on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Got a question for the show? 
email us at info at marketplaceministrypodcast.com or text us at 502-833-6136. Keep seeking God first and serving his people well and your business will prosper in Jesus' name. Attention all kingdom-minded entrepreneurs and ministry leaders. Are you looking to connect with like-minded believers and grow in your walk with Christ? Look no further. The Kingdom-Minded Entrepreneur's Mastermind is here to help you discover your purpose, build your faith, and impact your world for Jesus. With only 10 seats available, this exclusive group meets once a week for 90 minutes to offer hot seats and encourage one another in their journeys. Don't miss out on this opportunity to be part of a community that will support and edify you for an entire year. Sign up now for the Kingdom-Minded Entrepreneur's Mastermind and let's make a difference together. Visit marketplaceministrypodcast.com mastermind to learn more.